With over 25 years of experience in the fashion and entertainment industry, join me and industry guests as we candidly discuss fashion, modeling, acting, and the latest scoop. Welcome back, everybody, to Camera Ready. Today, I'm very excited to have one of the, well, the original producer of the podcast from <laughs> many years ago, three years ago, Adam Hayes. Woo, 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 woo. He has <laughs> ventured off into LA and is now um, an influencing digital agent at Wilhelmina in LA. So he was doing a bit of that when he was here working with us, but then did a big deep dive into that and has certainly taken it much further than we ever thought. (laughs) Welcome, Adam. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm like, it's been like two years. I mean, we saw each other last week, but it's been two years since like. Since you've been off and running. Been off and running, which is exciting. But I can't believe it's flown by. It feels like it was like two months. It was. And you have been uh, a busy little bee over there. And we were excited because he went and and got an opportunity to work at Wilhelmina in LA as an agent there. And it was an amazing opportunity for him, first and foremost, to, to grow in the industry, work with a great team, but also have really amazing opportunities, which he's now turned into the land of influencing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, like I think. Tell us a little know, how that happened. Well, I feel like how it started initially was, you know, I had just. I feel like I was working with you guys at Ford Robert Black for like honestly three months, and then COVID hit. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, and nothing was happening, and then I feel like at the same time TikTok was really blowing up because people were so bored and at home and like couldn't do anything. So we had a few models that put a bunch of energy into it and were really successful on TikTok. And then, you know, I kind of jumped in and was like, hey, let's try to figure this out. Like, let's manage this and see if we can make some money off of it. And it turned into something, I think, really cool at Ford Robert Black. Like, it was people were making quite a bit of money. I mean, it was a whole other world of, you know, negotiation, opportunity. But what I liked about it is as an influencer, it doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter like so many of those other factors that I think were prohibited by COVID, you know, and modeling where it's like Mm -hmm. models couldn't go on set. They couldn't do things. So I think all these brands were dedicating budget to digital because there was really no liability on their end. So obviously you were very supportive of me, like being full force going into that, which was amazing. And I then, still remember uh, you calling being like, okay, <laughs> so they want to do this and I don't know what this means and we've got to figure it out, but they're going to pay this much money. I was like, oh God, you know, when those <laughs> first few things were coming in. I know. And then the rates exciting. and yeah, mm-hmm. it's so exciting because it's it's such a, I think for being a talent in today's world, you have to be a model. You have to be a digital influencer. You have to be everything. So in order to maximize like profits you know, as your own personal brand, you have to do that. So it was exciting with the talent who was really excited about it because it was providing them another source of income when during COVID there wasn't a ton of income coming in. So mm-hmm. it was exciting. And then um, my boyfriend- and you kind and of, been- you self-taught essentially. I mean, figuring out, you know, a lot of times there's classes you can go to or how to, let's say, be yeah. a digital marketer or figure out what rates are. And I think that was something where you kind of, did a little bit of the research on the back end and figured out like what to charge and what all these terms are. Yeah. 
I always say like modeling, influencing, like being on the agent side is not rocket science. It's really just like doing and learning as you do. Like mm-hmm. that's how you get the best experience because again, even when negotiating, like negotiating, there's really who says what rate is what? Like it, right. there's really nothing that is like their rate is this much for a certain reason. It's based off of so many factors. So a lot of it's, you know, kind of playing around with the clients and, and throwing out a fee and seeing where it goes. But you'll typically start seeing what the creator's value is based off of how much the clients are willing to invest in a partnership with them. So it, it's back and forth. But yeah, I mean, there's the, the thing about our industry is like, there is no negotiation 101 for influencing classes. It just like <laughs> doesn't exist because it's such a tightly held industry. And there's so many factors involved like usage, deliverables, you know, where the talent is at in their career. Is it a niche for them? So many things that like affect a fee. So yeah, I know in the first few months of of figuring it out, it was like, I think also what was interesting is the clients were figuring it out too. Like they didn't, because TikTok was so new at the time, you know, you could be more flexible with fee because brands didn't quite know what a standard fee was on TikTok. So it was well, kind and of then we would time. throw a number out and then it would be like, okay, let's see what they say. Literally. Yeah. And then yeah. they come back with something and then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. There and I think they were probably doing here. the same. Yeah. I think they were doing the same. It's like, again, Instagram for so long has analytics. Like it, it was really established. So those fees are a lot easier to negotiate because you kind of all are on the same page. But with TikTok, when it first started, Also, what I feel like I dealt with a lot, which you don't really deal with as much anymore, is TikTok used to be a video blows up, then does horrible. A video blows up, then does horrible. And like, there was no consistency. So when partnering with a brand, you know, you base your fee off of, you know, where you think their normal engagement is. But TikTok was so different back then to where a video would flop for no reason. You know, Mm -hmm. like they just wouldn't serve it out. So then the brand would be upset because... The video didn't do well, but now there's spark code. Like TikTok has been smart about it and they have paid usage that they can put behind a video to basically safeguard if it doesn't do well. But in the beginning, none of that existed. So it was a lot of brands being like, oh, this video did horribly. What can you do? And it's like, well, on TikTok, there's really not much we can do. If a video doesn't hit the Mm -hmm. algorithm, it just doesn't hit the algorithm. And, Mm -hmm. And that's unfortunate, but... I think now, like with creators, I never honestly think about that anymore because the views are so much more consistent. And if a brand really cares, they'll pay for paid usage if they want to make sure it does well. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, it's something. So Adam left and went to (laughs) to LA and we had a couple of these influencers that was like, okay, Sheree, do you want to handle them? I was like, okay, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't even have TikTok. So I don't even, I mean, I don't even look, I don't do anything. Like I go onto my desktop and like, look up the accounts. Like I'm not like deep diving <laughs> on TikTok every night. I'm just not. So, but which is probably good. But, um, and then I too, I mean, you know, had to kind of work my way through what does all this mean? I mean, certainly being in the business for two decades on the modeling side of it, for me, I can do it with my eyes closed. This was like a new challenge. And I think that was exciting, but also just trying to work your way through all the logistics of it. A deal where it's like, okay, hey, we want to book a model for tomorrow for this print job. Okay, book the model, send the call sheet, the model goes, they do the job, you send the invoice, it's over. Now, some of these, (laughs) some of these influencing jobs, I mean, they take months 
Some of them take oh, months. Yeah. Yeah. Months from inception. Well, I mean, you start with the negotiation, right? And kind of going back and forth, you figure out, you get a contract. The contracts, thank God Adam's partner is an attorney. So he got a little <laughs> bit of attorney brain. I don't have that. So I have to like, you know, go through everything. <laughs> the contract. Then the client sends the product. Then it's like, oh, did you get the product? Checking in with the talent to make sure they got the product. And then it's like, okay, now do uh, the videos and whatnot. Then you send for approval. Then there's like changes. Feedback. Oh my God. And it goes on and on and on. And it's just like, oh, and then there's deadline dates. And what if somebody misspells something or read? I mean, it's just, it's a lot of work. I turned in an invoice yesterday for a job that we started negotiating at the beginning of April. April, May, June, July, August, five months, five months. And, and you're like, oh my God, I'm so happy. This is like, and done. I'm just it's... like, send me invoice. <laughs> this thing was something. So yeah. yeah. So I, think... I mean, was there, was the intent for you to be in an influencing agent in, in that office when you arrived there or? I had had plans to move out to LA for a while you know, obviously my partner, Sam and I had both had plans. Like I was kind of waiting for him to get an opportunity out there so we could move out there together and chatting with the director of where I'm at now. He was so supportive of like, listen, you know, what do you want to do? Like in this industry, just like, you know, working at Fort Robert Black was such a great experience because you do everything. Mm -hmm. You, you book models, you book influencers, you do digitals, like you meet with the talent, you're scouting, like you basically- You get, produce fashion shows. You produce fashion shows and podcasts and <laughs> and you get really your hands on every aspect of the business placement. You get to connect with other agents. So for me, I think like what I, what I was really excited about was the influencing stuff, just because again, it was, it was, I think a need because a lot of models have followings and Mm -hmm. they really have never been fully able to monetize that. And there's a whole nother revenue source for these people. And I feel like 10 years ago, it was like, oh, if you're a model, you don't do influencer stuff. Like it's just, I don't know, it's not modely. And like nowadays it's, it's all the same. Like there's partnerships that I work on that have a modeling aspect to them. Like they want brands want like a fully realized talent, you know, that has a lot going on. And also, again, talent as a model, as an influencer, your goal should be to build a sustainable brand. And the way to do that is to kind of have your hands in a few different things. So anyway, when I started out Wilhelmina, again, I had a lot of flexibility to just figure it out and do what I wanted to do, which I'm really grateful for because it gave me the time and the flexibility to meet with the talent that had some followings and connect with them and chat with them about, hey, how can we build your following? How can we make you more viable for brand partnerships, like, let's try to make Mm -hmm. you some more money. And then kind of, obviously, I've been there almost two years now, like, it's really grown into a beast of its own, which is very exciting. And I think a lot of talent realize that kind of like how you talked about, like, your project was five months long, like, that is nuts. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, typically influencer projects are a little bit higher in fee and more substantial. So it kind of makes it worth it at the end of the day, where a modeling job is a little bit of back and forth negotiation, sending the call sheet, it's done. And it's a day rate, which is great. But it's like, in order for a model to make sustainable income, they really have to do a lot of those. Where influencers, it's a little bit like less volume, higher fee, but it's a lot more work. Right. It's a lot of back and forth. Like, I feel like you could book a modeling job in like, in five emails. A social media job is probably around 150 emails between everyone, like talking back and forth. 
which is exciting. It's a lot to manage, but yeah. So then uh, Wilhelmina like really just pinpointed the talent that I was like, Hey, I, I feel like you probably been doing stuff on your own. Like let's find a way to really monetize this. And again, I, I'm grateful for the trust the talent gave me and the trust that you know, the agency I'm at now gave me to just like kind of go full force into it, which is really exciting. And yeah, now it's turned into something where it's absolutely nuts. And, you know, there's so many projects going on and a lot of our talent are wanting to be more in the influencer space and mm -hmm. seeing their friends make money and are like, how can I do that? Which is really exciting. But I think what people don't realize is we've talked about this too. It's like models are like, oh, I want to do influencing because it's less work. <laughs> to me, it's not less work because in order to be viable for paid partnerships on the social media end, you have to post and 90% of your content is not going to be paid. Like you have right. to create content. It's like your job. Whereas a model, yeah. you do a few test shoots every year. That's really all you need to do. And then you can sit at home, you know, just live your life and then get booked on jobs. So you're not doing, yes, you're on set for eight hours, but think about it. You're on set for eight hours and then you forget about the job and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Where for an yeah. influencer project, it's like they send you the product, you film, they want edits, you post it, maybe, maybe want analytics there's a lot of follow-ups there. So it ends up being, in my opinion, a little bit more work, but yeah, it's been super exciting. So that's kind of where it's at now is like, I manage all of our LA talent and the, the social partnerships that basically come through the agency. And then, you know, I obviously highly manage quite a, like a few people as well that I'm consistently pitching for and really chatting with every day about pitches and how we can get them in with their brands and Honestly, I think that's the most exciting thing. Like, I don't know if you feel the same, but it's great when a job comes through and you're like, yeah, I can negotiate this and let's just get it done. But when you have an influencer who's really been wanting to build a relationship with the brand, yeah, like, and it happens, it's, it's exciting. It's not just like you've actually put work behind it and it's exciting. Like, I tell mm -hmm. our influencers, you want to work with Victoria's Secret. It's like, okay, great. You know how many girls want to work with Victoria's Secret? Like, every single girl in the world that's right. an influencer, I'm sure. So it's like, how can we, we be strategic about getting you in with Victoria's Secret? Let's open the door, take some gifting, create some content, show them what your value is and why you like the brand. And it's exciting when that pays off because it's like, we're actually putting work into building these relationships and the brands recognize that. And, you know, a lot of credit to the brands too, because they really do, I think, value authenticity. And that's right. super important. Again, as TikTok is now settled, TikTok is really established. I think brands just aren't shelling out money like they were in the same way. I think before mm -hmm. it was, we have a $100,000 campaign. Let's just go find some people. No, yeah, we have a $100,000 campaign. We can honestly book three people on that and be really strategic about that. Maybe high level niche influencers. And it's kind of more exciting to be a part of because as an influencer, you shouldn't accept every job that comes through. You need to maintain your authenticity on TikTok. People will call you out. <laughs> oh, yeah. People are crazy. You have to partner with brands that align with your values. And in today's world, we've seen brands can flip over in the matter of a day, you know, totally. if the PR mm -hmm. thing happens. So, you know, it's important to really align yourself with brands that you have similar values with and that are also supportive of you and your mission as an influencer and are flexible for you to create content that fits and aligns with you. It's been very it's exciting. Adam, so I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> when, um, you know, and I also think like you said, you know, people on TikTok or evil talking shit and like trolling and all the things like you have to have 
tough skin if oh. you're putting yourself out there and knowing that like, okay, hey, I'm going to be promoting this product, this service, whatever it may be. And you better be ready for people to be like, you would never use that and blah, blah, blah. I mean, all the things. So you're right. It does have to be an authentic partnership. Yeah. And you're totally right. The talking shit, it's like, what I always tell influencers is I could not do this job, like being an influencer. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I had one video blow up on TikTok randomly and all these people do nice comments. And then there's one like <sighs> mean comment from a troll. And it's like, oh my God. And then God. you're down. Like, exactly. You're down. And it's like, and you're like, that's yeah. Let's say you're like hiring someone for a position. Like you write down the qualifications and what you're looking for. If one was an influencer, Honestly, part of the personality traits you'd be looking for is someone with tough skin, someone that is able to push through things. And I don't think yeah. a lot of people think about that because to me, being an influencer is a job as well. Like people are making money off of it. Oh yeah, It's their only thing. It's a job, but you have to make sure that that job aligns with your personality type. Mm -hmm. And are you willing to share? Are you willing to, you know, put yourself up for scrutiny and I think it's something that, you know, some people fall into it and then don't even realize it. And then like you pull back because it's like, there's a good way to be an influencer. You don't need to share every aspect of your life. You, I think it's healthy to keep things private, you know, for your own mm -hmm. personal life and then yeah. share things that you want to share. And that's something that like, you know, I tell a lot of our influencers is again, like, especially people who want to get into influencing. I feel like what I tell them is just start posting consistently, start aligning yourself with brands, start creating a little brand for yourself, give it three months. And if you're like, I hate this, I do not like posting. It makes me cringe. Like you're not an influencer. This like, is not it's the fine. one for you. Yeah, it's fine. Nobody cares. It's not a big deal. It's like, it, there's so many other opportunities out there, but it's like, if you really want to do this, you actually have to love it. Yes. And you have to be thinking, I mean, the creators, they, there is an art to that too, of like oh, totally. getting a creative brief and being like, okay, now I have to go out and like make this come to life, you know? And a lot of times that's where the anxiety is created. Like, oh my God, I got to put this whole thing together and I can't, I just, I'm not in the headspace to do it. I mean, that's a lot of the conversations that I have. Like you've kind of got to be in that mind space to create and, yeah. you know, put those things out because I get, we, you know, you and I both get, get the questions about people wanting to get into the influencing side of the business. And you're right. It's about putting out the content, growing a, a growing, a, you know, a following base on either platform. I mean, yeah. on Instagram or TikTok, and, you know, being consistent about it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like the word that I use the most is value. What value are you providing to people? We all go on social media. And the people that I follow are the people that I follow because they provide me value. It's like, right. I love home decor and interior design. So I follow those people because they provide me value. They provide me inspiration. Or even if I follow comedians, it's because they make me laugh. Like I relate <laughs> with them. It's like, you know, what value do you provide? And I think that's where a lot of people kind of like, are like, oh, I have all these followers. I post pretty photos that provides value to a very specific person and that person is not purchasing product. So Correct. what you have to do is like, like what I steer girls and our guys too is like, okay, you're a model. You're obviously good looking. Check. That's done. That's all. That's it. I don't ever want to like think about that again. Now it's like, okay, you're a model. You're good looking. Like instead of you posting photos of you in clothes that you look great in, let's do a try on haul with these clothes. Let's make it yep. to where it's like, Hey, this, this is what looks good on my body type. 
because of this and Here's this. Here's how reason. it could look like you. Yeah. Yeah. And provide some value behind it. So it's like they have the they have the right content. It's just you need to start, you know, shifting it into being a little bit more value-based. So it's like if you're a model that works out all the time and you just post pictures of your shirtless body and like you're looking great, it's like you're gonna provide value to gay guys who like looking at your photos. That's what you're doing, Adam, on great. your social. I see it. <laughs> Which is amazing, but that's not gonna be valuable to brands. What's going to be valuable to brands is if you go, hey, day in the life, I'm getting ready to go to the gym. This is the protein powder that I'm using. I wear lemon for working out. I go in. This is what I do. I take a pre-workout. This is the pre-workout. This is my shoes. And integrating brands involved into that. And then people start being like, oh, I don't, I follow him because he actually provides me value. That's also how your content's going to be highly engaged. And like the word I use also is lifestyle. It's like pictures are fine but that's not really lifestyle. What we want is like to be able to see who you are and to be able to feel what your lifestyle is. And a lot of our talent, I think is aspirational lifestyle. Like they have a lifestyle that you look up to. So it's like, how do I live that lifestyle? You know, like what are the hacks for living that lifestyle? Your skin is amazing. It's like, okay, well, what do you do for your skin? It's like, if you're gatekeeping all that, nobody's going to care and follow you. You should be. And I'm not sure if you get this, but I get this a lot too. It's like, well, I don't want to tag the brands that I'm wearing and post them because that's giving them free content. But you're an influencer. Your job right. is to influence people to, at the end of the day, who, whoever, the people that are paying you for your partnerships are brands. So it's like, yep. you have to start showcasing the brands you like and make it genuine. So brands trust that you have that sort of relationship with your community to where they buy what you like. So well, it's like, and then the brand is more than likely going to come back and say, hey, we have this new fall legging or whatever. Yeah. After you've already kind of created a, a relationship with them, then they're going to come uh, back with the specifics. Yeah, a thousand percent. If you work in a completely separate business, if you're a house painter and you go to paint people's houses, they're going to look at other houses that you painted. If you don't have mm-hmm. any other houses, they're not going to want you to fucking paint their house. If you're an influencer yes, and, and you haven't done any other partnerships or aligned yourself with any brands, there's no trust there that if a brand works with you, that it's going to be successful. So it's, there is work to be put in there. And the influencers that I represent that are the most successful are extremely, extremely good at naturally integrating products that they like into their lifestyle. To me, that's the biggest difference in people who are wildly successful on social media and who are not like you talk about the Alex Earls, who was blown up she blew up because of how her like get ready with me and like those videos of her trying things mm-hmm. like were so natural and real and authentic. And like, right. She was a, she was aligning herself with brands and it wasn't even always positive. It was more just her being honest. So she mm-hmm. built a trust with her audience, which right. again, now when she's getting paid to do a partnership, they already feel like they trust her. So mm-hmm. it's more likely to be more successful it's work though, like building it. You know this. I mean, it's like with people- banging my head against the wall. <laughs> like, oh no. Oh. Yeah. You know, but I think it, it is exciting. And the one thing that we do know is not going away. It's the this way of advertising, this way of products being promoted to potential buyers, that's not going away. Um, and so those people who aren't building some sort of platform or some sort of following or some sort of base and want to be in the business, they're getting left behind because it's, it's definitely, there's definitely money to be made. Oh, a thousand percent. And I think too, like equating it to the modeling world is, 
I feel like in the modeling world, like a billboard out of home, like that's right. all like back in the day, that was all this usage, that was it. you know, and that was like the, the money. Made so it. It's like now what brands are doing is they don't necessarily need a billboard because when you look at billboards, the most valuable billboards are going to be in the most high traffic areas in the, in the probably the most metropolitan cities. Yep. And how many, let's say you put a billboard on, on sunset Boulevard, maybe you're yep. hitting a hundred thousand people a day. I don't know. And like, you have it up for three months. So you're saying, okay, we're hitting however many million on social media. You could spend a lot less money and target exactly the people that you want to hit. So you're not wasting any ad dollars on random right. people who don't care about the product. So, mm -hmm. and do it I, in like a week. Yeah. So I think that's how, <laughs> almost how influencers should look at themselves too, is like, your page is just the platform for brand, like is a platform for brands to promote themselves. And in order for you to, to get top dollar and to get the most brand partnerships, you have to be the best billboard. You know, you have yep. to be in the best location with the best people. If you're a girl that wants to do supplement brands, you need to be in a supplement town USA to where your billboard is showing, like yep. your page is showing to all those people. You have to, and that's what I'm saying. The most successful influencers are really strategic about that. And it doesn't look like it's strategic at all. Mm. Like right. it looks so natural. It looks so real, but if you look at their analytics and their audience, it's hitting exactly who the brand wants to hit and their target demographic. So, I mean, analytics are something for me. I'm like, I go back and forth on because I feel like they make partnerships. They also break partnerships sometimes too. Yep. And I think brands sometimes can be a little bit too particular about analytics when it's not always fully necessary. The amazing thing about digital, there's no analytics for a billboard or out of home. No, you hope somebody like, drives by and sees it and then goes by something. <laughs> and you can never track it. But it's like never. a girl puts a link in her story. You can track if they purchased. You can track what they purchased, how long they were on the website for. How old they Did were, they the at... purchased. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy. And I think the really intelligent brands are tracking that. But the one thing I'm hesitant on is like, you can only track a human so much, right? Like what I, you know, if a brand comes back and they're like, I just had this happen. They're like, we spent x amount of dollars and she only generated like six sales and i'm like yeah and it's also the first time she's ever promoted this product you didn't put any paid money behind it right it's like you never even asked for her analytics that's not our fault it's like mm -hmm. you know she's promoting the product she did a, a great organic job doing it but at that point it's you know on your end what was the strategic goal there and and exactly. if you really wanted to get sales then maybe we should have discussed a different sort of partnership Mm -hmm. rather than because I think influencing is about awareness personally yeah that's my thing it's like you can't track sales like that can you see like the amount of times you see someone on Instagram post something that you're like oh that's interesting and then you go to the store you see it and you're like oh that's interesting then you go on Amazon and then you finally buy it because you're like oh my god I've seen that three times well, you've been bombarded by it <laughs> yeah so I mean it's an interesting fun crazy digital world out there <laughs> Adam's like, yes. But it, the, the other thing is, is there, there can be, you can ha be an influencer in almost every aspect of our lives, you know, and there's yeah. so many different facets. And so many people think our world is just like fashion and beauty. But, you know, you've got people who are, who are athletes, you've got people who do home decor, you've got people who are, you know, cooks, chefs, whatever that may be. So there's all these different facets to where you yeah. don't, you know, I think people if they find their niche, and they find where um, they're the most relatable, that's where yeah. they're going to probably have the most success.
Yeah, that's where you can also talk about like getting higher fees and stuff. If you are mm -hmm. a, a niche, how many people live in that niche? So the brand's mm -hmm. coming to you or you're reaching out to the brand and it's, if it's just fashion, there's a lot of fashion people out there. Yep. But if it's specifically like, you know, yoga, fashion, teacher, like that vibe, there's not as yep. many people out there. So you exactly. have a little bit more leverage to get a higher fee because you're not as replaceable. So that's what I'm saying. Like share, I encourage influencers to share as much about their lives as they're comfortable with. That's unique. So it's like, mm -hmm. if you're a potter, do pottery on your page, yeah. like do that sort of stuff. Because at the end of the day, like brands, what I'm seeing now too, is even fashion brands. Like I love free people. I think that they're, that they're really good at like, you know, having really organic partnerships. And it's like, you know, it's not necessarily just wearing free people and a look. It's like, oh, you have a girl that's doing like going on a van trip and she's just wearing free people on the van trip. It's like, or she's doing pottery and she just happens to be wearing free people. It's so much more organic. And, right. and that's where the future of how things are going is we get served ads. I mean, like on yeah. TikTok, it's crazy. It's a lot. And it's, you can see right through it nowadays. Um, so it's about brands find, finding the most organic fit. And when you're that fit, you can really have a lot of potential to push up your feet. Go, Adam. <laughs> I'm so uh, proud of you. And you've been just hustling away. And um, we're, we're so excited to watch your journey continue. And I think, do you have any advice to anybody who's trying to, any other advice, trying to get into the influencing world? I, I feel like on the influencing world, we talk so much about that, but more on the agent world, if you're trying mm -hmm. to get in to being an influencer digital agent is you kind of have to be an expert on social media. Like, like I almost, when I scroll on TikTok for me, it's research. Like that's right. what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, which clients are booking with talent? How can I get in with them? It's, it's enjoyable to watch, but it's work. Like I'm really taking note of things and saving them and being like, how can I find this client? So like that, but it's really, if you're looking to get into it, it's start building relationships with talent that you really love their pages. It doesn't matter how big or small they are. Like right. what matters is how dedicated they are to it and the type of content they create and, you know, start building relationships with creators, supporting them. And, you know, the clients, like, I think sometimes people do cart before the horse. You don't need the relationship with the brands if you don't have the creators for those brands. It's first about having the right talent and then pitching the right talent at the right time. Start building relationships with talent that you like and helping them mold. But really, it has to be the right person who wants to put energy into it in terms of being like, yeah. <clears throat> uh, like a good influencer. But yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people too, like this, like the influencing world is half the battle. It's like um, there's also being an agent. There's also yeah. being a PR, like a lot of the PR people, because a lot of times we work with PR agencies. That's also yeah. another job. And then there's being the influencer manager at a brand. So there's mm -hmm. all these jobs that exist in the influencing world. It's not yep. the influencer is just one part about that. Without all those other people, it, none of it would even matter. So there's so many opportunities to, I've, I've even seen a lot of like PR girls who work at influencing become influencers. Oh, sure. Because I mean, like, yeah. they know they how the it works. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And they know how to negotiate. They like, they're probably the best influencers because they know what it takes to be successful as an influencer, which is funny that like, like they're transitioning to that. But yeah. So honestly, I think like my advice is like, if you want to be an influencer, but maybe you don't like posting content, there's like ways to still work in the same digital world. If you like mm -hmm. social media, 
Um, which I think is like me, like, I don't love posting on social media personally. Like I'm not that type of person, but I do love social media. I love being creative. I love pitching. I love working with talent. Like, so that ended up being the right job for me because, you know, like I don't necessarily need to be the talent. You know, I, I like supporting the talent and being the person in between, which I think is how a lot of agents feel. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. You have to have an interest and a, a desire and a drive to be a part of it. But maybe you yourself, you know, don't want to be the influencer. We'll bring you back, Adam. You can be on the Our Influencing Board. We'll start creating media <laughs> kits for you. I'm going to start pitching you to the brands, Adam. I had oh. my one video that blew up and it ruined my life. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> we should I'm have like, taken the momentum and run and then show, I know. share your analytics and it would have been just incredible. What a ride oh you would have had. And now, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, thank you so very much for taking some time out of your day today to give us a little insight on what you're up to today. And um, I'm sure you'll be coming on again. Don't you yes, worry. I know where to find course. you. Of <laughs> course. I miss you all and love you all. And I'm so happy to be back on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Adam. Bye. Bye.